Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast for this week. I hope you are all doing really well and that you had a lovely weekend. Uh, there's been a lot of activity happening in my Facebook groups over the weekend, so it looks like people have been super busy and I've had some lovely messages as well from folks. So uh, that's been really great. So we're off to a beautiful week. I know here at home, uh, the my orchard is starting to blossom. Nearly all of my daffodils are out now. Uh, and it's, it's, we had sunshine for the past three days, which I cannot tell you has made the most incredible difference to my state of mind. Being someone who normally doesn't, who normally overwinters in Europe. Ha ha ha. All right. Being in lockdown during winter has been a journey into the forest, shall we say, to borrow a yoga analogy. Before we get into the topic for today, uh, two reminders. One, social media uh, confidence for yoga teachers, my four-week social media course, is now open for registrations for round six. So if you haven't done it yet, great time to jump in on that training, uh, particularly because there, you know, there has been some significant updates since the last time that I taught it just a couple of months ago. So obviously Facebook has had a complete overhaul, which is being rolled out and it's the 31st today for me. So as of September, uh, classic Facebook, uh, as I understand it, classic Facebook will no longer be available. So we all need to get our heads around new look Facebook. And of course, Insta, Instagram Reels have been launched since the last time I taught this course. So they are having a massive impact on um, your ability to reach people for free without paying for ads. And I've, I'm loving seeing everybody's Reels. Congratulations for everybody who has jumped in on that already. I know for me, I've had about an increase of about 10 I think to use an online marketing Grant Cardone phrase, I've 10x'd my uh, exposure. That sounded pornish, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is about 10 times as many people have seen my content because I've made a reel instead of just a post. So if you are in the middle of launching something right now, Instagram really is favoring reels and uh, you need to be using them so that more people can see what it is that you have to offer without you having to pay for ads. It's a really great time to be getting organic reach on Instagram. And in fact, I haven't seen free reach like this for five years, maybe more. So do get going with reels, particularly everybody who is currently selling something, new terms, launching, going back to your studio, having some virtual one-on-ones to top up the financial coffers, whatever it is that you might have on the go, Reels are going to help you get there faster. So to that end, uh, tomorrow I have another round of the free Instagram Reels training, 60 minutes or so, goofing around with Insta Reels. I'll teach you what they are and we'll do some brainstorming about 
what types of reels might be good for you. So if you want to get that, it's free. You do need to sign up for it. The link, best way to get the link is to head over to my Instagram, Amy Yoga Biz Coach, and look there, or I'll stick it in the episode notes as well here. And then, like I said, if you want the full degustation of social media without the overwhelm or freak out and with the occasional peppering of bad yoga joke, uh, do get yourself registered for social media confidence round six, which starts on, I think it starts on the 15th of September. So two weeks really to get yourself registered there. That link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social, or again in the episode notes or hit the link on Instagram if you're listening into this on your phone. So today, because we're about to spring into September, and as most of you, if you've been a listener for a while, you'll know, I'm a fiend for the month of September. I think it's our opportunity to roll up the sleeves and go, right, what did I say I was going to do at the start of the year? Where am I at now? And let's rub the palms together. Uh, Option to put them over your eyes at the end, depending on your lineage. Love that. Don't you love that in Shivananda? Rub your hands, palms together, and then put them on your eyes. Oh, so good. Anyway, uh, that's optional. But my point is, it's time to go, right, what do I need to do? What do I feel called to do? How am I going to, you know, pump up my own tires, blow my own conch and get myself to my desired goals for the end of the year? September, Jai. So to that end, over the weekend, I was inspired by two things. One is infinitely inspiring. And if I ever need a boost in my quest for mastery, I go there. And the other one I just happened across and I quite liked it. Uh, And I know there are a few of you who I took along to a talk about the Bhagavad Gita in Brisbane once who might raise an eyebrow at the source of this quote, but I'm going to go for it anyway. A quote from Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada. Uh, So Prabhupada uh, is the founder of the International Krishna Consciousness. International is. International Society for Krishna Consciousness, got to break it down, or the Hare Krishna folks, Um, which is such an interesting phenomenon, right? Like, wow, if anybody else is geeking out on the bumpy post-Prabhupada reality of being in ISKCON, message me on Instagram. I just find that phenomenal, all that stuff. Yowzy, yow, yow. Anyway, so Prabhupada... um, you know, ISKCON, they put out the books, the Bhagavad Gita as, as it is, um, and you know, various other, it's, it's the Vaishnavite tradition, They're, that means I heart Krishna. Um, they do the dancing and the good meals, Govinda's cafe, all that good stuff. So this quote that I, I heard um, one of his devotees, a long-time devotee, say actually on the Wisdom of the Sages podcast, if you're looking for a bit more that in your life, uh, that's a fun podcast. Anyway, she said that apparently, um, this is hearsay really, uh, Prabhupada said, wherever I see a spark, I must fan it. Now, he was talking about, um, you know, his devotees and um, tapasya commitment and progressing on the path. But th- this this lit me up because I, I like this as a premise for us in business. Wherever I see a spark, I must fan it. And the way that I want to interpret this quote from Prabhupada for us today is is to reclaim um, to reclaim the power of playing to your strengths rather than obsessing on your weaknesses. So hold that thought, and I want to I want to weave in the second 
thread here into the conversation. So as you may know, again, if you're a regular listener, uh, I Heart the White Album. I pretty much went to Rishikesh just so that I could sit uh, in the place where, uh, you know, um, where they wrote that album, <laughs> feel the vibes, uh, and, you know, be, be in that energy of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and of the times. Um, and I do believe that While My Guitar Gently Weeps is probably one of the best songs of all time. Now, we don't need to agree on that or not. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what that song is, shame on you, YouTube it and turn it up. But um, I do think, you know, it's up there in a piece of transcendence. Now, for where we're going today, here's the point that I want to make. I do believe that that song is a piece of transcendence and it just breaks my heart with in, in a Hanuman style every single time I listen to it. You know, if it comes on in, while I'm in the car, I kind of have to pull over so that I can really go into it. And over the weekend, about five times, I watched, get this on YouTube, go watch it, I watched the uh, George Harrison um, posthumously entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They did a, a you know, Tom Petty and anyway, all the all the people did a cover of this song. And um, you got to watch it because off to the side, in a way that you can't quite see, there is a short man in a red hat holding a guitar. Turns out this guy's Prince, but he's very casually whatever. The song plays, the very famous guitar solo happens. It's perfect. And then as the song is progressing toward its end, Prince steps out of the shadow, literally into the spotlight, literally, and plays guitar, this solo. He, I mean, it is just really, you have to go listen to it. It is, it really is transcendental. He shreds, he like, it, the whole thing is nuts. It's so incredible at one time that he kind of swoons off the stage a bodyguard catches him and pushes him back onto the stage. He doesn't stop playing for any of it. Tom Petty gives him this look like, ha, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Prince just grins back at him and keeps shredding. It's bananas. The whole thing is incredible. And then when the song finally ends and everybody else is like, we were just kind of like reprising to fade, Prince throws the guitar up in the air and walks off the stage before the song's even done. And seemingly the guitar just does not even come back down to earth. It is amazing. Whether you like the song or not, everybody must understand. Can we take it as a truism? The prince, like, uh, prince. Like, do we even need anything else to say? Plus, the Beatles were just incredible in the music that they made. And you mash it all together. And what it, it just, I, every time I watch it, I just think, fuck. That is mastery. That is skill in the craft. The song when it was put out was incredible, perfection, nothing ever like it before. And yet this small guy just steps out of the shadow and takes it to seemingly effortlessly to a whole new level without disrespect, with complete like ananda on his face. He's just, he knows He's in the zone. This is the flow state. It is amazing. I will always love the Beatles more than Prince. I know that's a big statement. Don't hate me for it. And yet 
this thing is absolutely incredible. And so what I wanted to do today on the podcast, like I said, pause. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you must pause the podcast now and go watch this YouTube, preferably with headphones or at least a decent sound system, and you will need about six and a half minutes. Phenomenal. Message me. If, you, if, if you're like, yeah, whatever, it's guitar. I mean, okay, I got nothing to share with you. If you don't find this inspiring, I got nothing else. This is like the, the peak experience really go watch it. Okay. Now, welcome back. So let's bring these two ideas together. The idea that you can find, uh, what's, I don't even know what the right word is. It's just so incredibly, incredibly poignant, but that you can find that level of mastery with such apparent joy and ease. And that you can take something that people already know and love and elevate it to the point of swooning, right? Let's take that scenario combined with Srila Prabhupada's quote about wherever I see a spark, I must fan it. And my challenge for you today in this podcast is to consider these two combined in your business. Here's what I mean. Too often in the industry that we're in, where it, where it, uh, the Venn diagram of teaching yoga and personal development has a has a large shared territory, I see too many yoga teachers uh, addicted to self help and personal growth, and what and this hurts because it implies that in order to be to be craving that level of con- sort of endless personal development, there must be some sense of not enoughness, right? Like if I need to always be reading the next bestseller personal growth self-help, I must be deficient or at least feel a deficiency in some way. There's a difference between being inspired by reading a book like that, you know, because you just find it pleasurable. I read The Barefoot Investor over the weekend. That's another story. Uh, And I must consume the next one because maybe then I will be good enough. That stuff, actually, I think it is more common than we give it credit for, that for a lot of us, we can be so swept up in that and the hormone impact or hormone implications that arise from sitting on your sofa and drinking a spiced cacao and, and reading all of the books about overcoming people pleasing and creating your dream life and meeting the man of your whatevers and all the rest of it that that our brain thinks we're actually in those states and so we stay addicted to the books without actually creating the life similarly i think we can become to um for some people we can become preoccupied with where we're deficient rather than where we're strong when you watch prince step out of the shadow in that moment there is nothing nothing that suggests he feels deficient in any way. He is sharing a stage with some of the best musicians in the world of that era. And while they may not be able to play every instrument on their own albums and produce their own records and all the rest of it like Prince could, he wouldn't be Prince unless it was, you know, he's standing on the shoulders of those giants. But when he steps out to play that solo, which is a solo and isn't because the famous solo already happened and he wasn't a part of it. He just takes up his own space. He owns it completely. And his level of mastery is such that nobody can do anything but adore it. 
There is no, once I get this piece done, then I'll be enough. He is simply, uh, he, you know, he's, he's fanned the spark that is him to the point of transcendence. And this is what I want for you in your business. I think too often we, we come at our business development and growth from uh, maybe even quite a, a, a repressed or subconscious sense of as soon as I solve this problem in myself, then I'll be good enough to. As soon as I overcome this limitation that I have, as soon as I address this shortfall, as soon as I fill this gap in knowledge that is keeping me stuck, then greatness will come. Rather than simply choosing to step out of our own shadow and do what we are naturally gifted and talented at. Choosing to fan our own sparks rather than staying stuck in this sense of when this point comes, then I'll be good enough. Then I will be able. Then I will have a as soon as I overcome my natural tendency to want to not do that or to do conduct myself in this way, as soon as I make over all of my shortcomings, then I will have what it takes to be successful. Well, sweet listener, I lovingly suggest that today, uh, you know, you, you just fan your own sparks. So I've got some questions to dig into this a little bit more because <laughs> perhaps all you've gotten so far from the first 17 minutes of this episode is, wow, Amy watched a lot of YouTube on the weekend. <laughs> yep, that's true. I'm also going to pop my collar more from now on because damn, man knows how to wear a collar. Fuck you, fentanyl. Okay, let's move on. So I want to talk about adoring things. I want to use the word when I was writing my notes, I thought, how am I going to phrase this? And fuck it, it's Monday, it's about to be spring, and I've watched a lot of Prince videos playing Beatles songs. I mean, hello. With uh, the exception of yoga, they're up there on my I love you list. Um, yeah, well, yeah, don't go there, Amy. Keep it on trackish. So I'm going to use the word adoration. So when you think about your business, what you offer, who you work with, what it is that you do, and I want you to think about what is it that you adore? And I'm talking about service delivery, so nothing in the back end, not your training, not your class prepping, none of that, all of your spreadsheeters, none of that. I mean, when you're actually with your students, what is it that you adore? What thrills you the most? What is it that you would, that you just, every time you finish doing it, it's like, oh, transcendence, absolute transcendence. And that you know in your bones, you are really good at. You may still have some difficulty telling other people that, but you know, like you know, like you know, that you're good at that thing. What is that for you? Is it one-on-ones? Is it, is it postnatal one-on-ones? Is it... Um, I don't know, is it, is it women's groups? Is it uh, yoga for addiction? Do you absolutely love teaching a huge class of sweaty 26 and 2 or whatever it is, you know, of, you know, just a power flow where everybody is synced up with the breathing and the playlist is incredible and you know that people, you're taking people to places and by the end of it, the Shavasana is so sweet because everybody is in like a bliss state. 
What is it that you love to do most? When you watch Prince step out of that shadow, you can just see that he is stepping into his greatness, not to outshadow anybody else, but simply to be completely and nothing but true to himself. What is that for you in your yoga business? And then to continue to, you know, to play this tape forward, how can you do more of that? The yoga teachers that I work with who are struggling are the ones who think they need to keep on doing certain things that they don't really love. Oh, I'm tired. I've got so many classes on the schedule, but I'll feel bad for the three people who are coming along to online yin. Even though online yin, not floating my boat. Where, you know, this is where we get power leaks. This is where we feel overwhelmed. This is where we feel exhausted, fatigued, resentful. This is where we're simply not in that, not only are we not in that sort of flow state, but, you know, we, we, we're, we're dimming our light down. We're not fanning that spark that we've been given, which I'd argue is kind of like dharma, Right? Imagine if Prince was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that thing. I probably should try this other thing instead. I probably should do a bit more of that because maybe people will like that more. I probably shouldn't like show up Tom Petty because this is kind of his gig. I should probably just like strum along here with my rhythm guitar in the background. Um, can you imagine? So what is it that you absolutely adore in your business? What gives you so much joy? What thrills you? And if there's nothing, that's okay. That's absolutely okay. What a beautiful journey to discover it. That's your job. Not because you've fucked anything up or you're somehow underwhelming or that that you've watered down your gifts or any of that bullshit. This is absolutely not about judgment. It's about stepping into ananda, stepping into the bliss state, the trueness, the you know, when you're being guided and driven by that, um, you know, that, that, that deep intuition, um, what is that for you? What do you absolutely adore? And how can you bring more of that into what it is that you do? Lovingly shedding things that you don't love and leaning more heavily into things that you do love. How can you do that? What needs a shake-up? Maybe it's time to try a workshop, a one-off workshop of this thing that you've been working on that you're not quite sure about it, but, but, but what you know for sure is that you love it. And so let's give it a try and see how it feels and experience what it's like to offer that thing. When was the last time you just put something on, you offered something because you were so excited about it and because you couldn't you could care less how many people showed up. It was just where you were at and you were obsessed with it and you were absolutely thrilled with the opportunity to offer it. Or maybe it's time to take a look at your schedule and think about, I love these five, but those three, I don't love them. I just don't. These five, I feel good at the end. I feel like I've served. I feel lit up and re-inspired. They fill up my cup as much as I give. I feel complete at the, when, I'm, when I'm done. I'm going to stick with all of these because they thrill me. And those three, it's time to wind those ones up. Or maybe you have it with 
clients. Maybe you have one-to-one clients that, I mean, I know I've had that. You leave teaching a one-to-one and it's just like, wow, I, I just need a nap and a shower. And it's not because they're bad people necessarily. They just don't, you just don't adore them. What would your business look like if you came from this place of adoration? If I don't adore it, I say no. Can you even imagine? That's what I want you to consider. And fanning those sparks, fanning those sparks. So that's about what it is that you offer. What I want to talk about next is how, how you work and and what you adore when it comes to the way in which you work. Again, yoga teachers, some some of you that I've been working with lately, give yourself such a hard time about um your your work styles that they're that you know that that and and if, if again if we play this tape forward what it, what it suggests is that there is some good way of working and some bad way of working that is somehow universal right that if you were a good employee if you're a good yoga business owner you would do la 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 you would work and you would sit at your computer and you would type out your and by the end it would be finished like this is again what I want to suggest to you today is that your business will glow you will be wearing a red fedora perhaps metaphorically in your business with a high pop color if you start to fan your sparks regard regard in in the sense of how you work so at time of recording it is five to eight in the morning Um, I've already been doing things. I've already scheduled a bunch of emails. I've done my social media for the day. I've planned out my thing. I've done my journal. I've had an amazing breakfast, listened to some podcasts. I'm on it. It's five to eight. I've spent a lot of time on my phone already. Uh, Now, a lot of self-care people would say, well, that's you should have your phone off until nine and you should do this and you should do that. Except for that's not, they're not my sparks. That's not, that's not how I adore to work. I don't adore working consistently for eight hours. I suck at that and it makes me feel tired and, and fatigued by the end. I like to work early in the morning, do it all about lunch and then spend the afternoon walking in the bush and pottering in the garden and working out. And then working in the evenings with my amazing Europe clients. I love that. And when I let myself really go there and conduct my business in that way, rather than judging myself for looking at my Facebook ad results at 5am, I feel great. I feel like I'm stepping into the spotlight going, here's here, you got it. Look out, Tom Petty, it's coming at you. I'm going to shred my business right now. Check me out. Because this is me in the zone. I am playing to my work strengths. I'm really inspired and clear in the early hours of the morning. Before the sun comes up, I'm at my best. That's just me. This is absolutely not me saying you should try this at home. No, no, no. The whole point of this conversation is to say your job is to figure out how you adore working. I know there's you know, one of the fabulous women in my Keep Growing Mastermind, she's got a two-hour self-care practice too, 
But for her, it's got to happen at the start. And she feels great if she gets that done by the at the start of the day before she does anything else. She knows this very clearly about herself. She's at her best when she conducts herself in that way. And so that's the perfect way for her to be in business. And fanning her sparks means, with the exception of when she has to get up early to talk to me for keep going, that means that, that that she continues to support herself in that way by adoring how she does business. So I want you to adore what you do in business and shed what you don't. And I want you to adore how you do business and shed what you don't. Now, there is a there is a caveat here, which is I you know, you need to you you need to be a yogi about this. This is not a place to be spiritually vacuous or you know, um just think you're going to manifest your reality. That's a pack of bullshit. You need to, you need to do the work to understand what's true for you. Like I could, I could say the way that I adore doing business is lying on the couch, eating chocolate and watching Netflix, except that's just bullshit because (laughs) I don't know, unless I've got a seriously large, uh, chocolate sponsorship deal, ain't making no money doing that. Uh, and who knows, maybe I'll retire. Hence, did I mention that I spent the weekend listening to the Barefoot Investor? Uh, don't listen to that if you want to retire early. Maybe I'll retire at 50, such is the plan, and I can't afford to lie on the couch and watch Netflix and eat chocolate until I get bored an hour. That's not what I'm talking about. I can't, you're, just because you, what you like to do isn't the same as what. how do you adore doing business. I adore doing business clearing as much as I can before lunch and then having the afternoon to myself and then settling back in for some beautiful conversations and coaching calls with clients before reading some book and going to sleep. Love. Because over the past five years, I've figured out that that's my jam and that's how I can fan my own sparks by supporting myself in that way. So how do you adore doing business? And this is where the mastery comes in. This is where you're not just playing George's solo. You've made your own and you've carved your own path. How can you accentuate the ways that you adore doing business so that you are creating for yourself greater opportunities to conduct yourself in that way and less in a way that feels somehow limiting, confining, stifling, uh, exhausting, overwhelming, etc. Again, this doesn't mean that you bypass doing the work. The work still has to get done, but it can get done in a smarter, more efficient way. It can get done in a calmer, slower way. It can get done in... um, I don't know, however you like. You, no one says you have to sit at a desk to be a good a good uh, business person. You know, sometimes I have to get stuff done that's boring. When the weather's warm, I'm naked under the apricot tree with my laptop. There you go, TMI. That happens because guess what? That's nice. Don't do that if you live in a built-up area. But if you live in the country and you've grown a lot of shrubs, why not? My point is, you know, you get to... Figure out the way, that the how that you love to do and do your business that way. Do your business that way. How do you love working and how can you accentuate those ways so that you are burning even brighter, so that you are burning even brighter? 
And then the final piece is what keeps you in that adoration state? What keeps you in that, um, you know, what keeps you in the energy of being that incredible person in a suit with a red shirt and a red hat and just owning the fuck out of that song? What keeps you in that vibration? What do you need to do so that you feel like that more often? Because we know that you can't fuel those states without energy. They need to be powered by something. It's you can't, it's not a um, you can't put out unless you're calling in. So it, this is about what is the actual fan. So such that you can fan the sparks. What is it that keeps you in an adoration state? What is it that keeps you in that vibration? And what do you need to do so that you can have more of it or have it in a more consistent way? Again, not in a needy, graspy, I'll be good when I get it way, but simply in a nourishment sense. So you know, what, what does that look like? Does it look like more rest time? Does it look like, um, things that inspire you or keep you creatively motivated? Does it look like, um, having people around you that, that to bounce ideas off? Does it look like, um, music, you know, do you need more music in your space so that, so that you're feeling inspired in that way? Or even things like, I don't know, scented candles or, or aromatherapy diffusers, more nature time. I know over the weekend, just, um, I sat for a few hours just in my orchard and hand weeded the paths. Um, and it was really laborious and time consuming and absolutely perfect because I just sat on the earth and slowly, you know, picked out these little weeds and, um, it it was delicious. It was absolutely recharging for me. What is that for you? What keeps you in that state of adoration? Particularly when things are limited still for a lot of us right now, Uh, maybe not, maybe not in a sense of maybe you can get out and travel at the moment. And I'm loving seeing everybody's little summer break um, stuff on Instagram but there is still this sense of limitation. There is still a sense of financial fear, uh, doubt. Um, you, know, you may be susceptible to picking up on other people's uh, fears, doubts, negativity around these sorts of things. What can you do for yourself to keep yourself in this level of um, adoration for your for your business, so that you can be the person who who fans your own spark so that you can can continue to play to your strengths rather than mm, admonishing yourself for your air quotes weaknesses maybe the weakness isn't the weakness maybe the weakness is just something not to worry about or to leave for someone else imagine if prince went you know what i can't play that fucking intense amazing outro because i'm the short guy i'm 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 a short guy and um you know, these guys have been playing music for longer than me. Maybe I, I, they didn't ask me to play the solo. I'm just sort of playing up the back here, off to the side. Maybe, maybe I should just stay there. 
the, the world would not get the gift of, of watching that performance. And, and you can see that he's in like a grace state, transcendent watching it. If we don't, if we, if we succumb to our, again, air quotes, shortfalls, if we choose to, uh, if we choose to, um, sort of be consumed by those and let them uh, dictate where we should go in business or where we should invest our energy, then how on earth are we going to be fully stocked to celebrate our greatness? Now, again, I'm not, I don't, I'm I'm very cautious these days of spiritual bypassing. This is not your, this is not my um, consent to say, well, Amy said, I don't need to worry about my shortfall. So I'm never going to pay another bill. I'm never going to, I'm just going to keep all of my receipts in a shoebox and hope that the accounting fairy will figure it out or that the ATO never comes and finds me. No, no, no. You've got to be, this is where yoga is yoga. This is where tapasya counts. I might be naked under the apple tree or whatever. <laughs> Not right now. Not at the time of recording. I'm fully clothed. I promise. Um, nor am I, I promise I'm not doing any like coaching calls in the nude. Just want to make, put that out there. But there was a time when vitamin D deficient people such as myself, you know, it's nice. I planted all these plants for a reason. Anyway, moving on, Amy. Enough talk about nudity. (laughs) Happy Monday. You still got to get shit done. You still have to do all of this stuff. You're still a business owner, right? You can't just not do it, but you get to do it in the way. It's that you do it in the way that you adore, not that you don't do it all together. So, for example, you know, some people love to work late into the night. A client have just finished up, we've worked together for a couple of years now. The woman is a night owl. She'll message me. It's like mid-morning for me. She's in the UK. I'm like, Jesus, I'm happy to answer all your questions right now, but... Girl, you should be in bed. It's like one o'clock in the morning, but that she's in, that's where she's at. That's her, the time when she's awesome. Rather like, imagine if, if we did the whole thing of what's oh, really bad for you and you should really not do that. And so she decided that she would stop working at eight. So then she gets into bed and her mind's just buzzing anyway. Cause that's when she's thinking and she spends all day sat at the computer being really unproductive. Cause she just kind of can't make it happen at that time. And then she's feeling even crappier about herself. We've got to put that, we've got to stop with that. You know, if I was like, I must do all of my self care until before I do anything else. And by the time it's 10 o'clock and I'm kind of like, ah, fuck it. I don't just want to go for a walk. I'm not going to get anything done. But when I give myself permission to be like, you know what? Stuff it. It's, I just woke up. The first thing I do is turn off the airplane mode and check my Facebook ads before I do anything else. No journaling, no chanting, no lighting of the incense, neti pot, tongue scraping, anything. First thing I do when I wake up is check my Facebook ads because that's what I like. <laughs> right? And I'm good at ads. And I get a kick out of it and it makes me feel happy to wake up and go, yes, look at me. This is a great one. Okay, next step, cuddle the dog, make the coffee, write the journal, do the yada, all that stuff happens. Again, this is about figuring out everything has to get done. That's a closed container. But the method by which, that's where you get to think more about what thrills me. 
What do I love to do? How could I make this even more joyful for myself? How could I set this up so that I get to really lean into what I'm great at and stop judging myself for what I'm just not naturally gifted at? You know, I'm pretty sure Prince is not thinking in that moment when he swoons off the stage Man, look at them all there. They're so much taller than me. No, he's just, he's just in it, doing it, giving it out to us. And it's incredible for us. So to bring it all home for today, here's, I want to do a quick recap. The theme for today is whenever I see a spark, I must fan it. What I want you to consider in your own business is how can you notice those sparks, those areas of adoration and thrill, and how can you emphasize those, fan those, so that you're giving more energy and love to them rather than things that aren't lighting you up. And the three ways to think about these, uh, the first one is what is it that you do? So what are your actual offerings? Which sparks need fanning there? The next one is how you work. Again, what sparks need fanning there? What would excite you more? Is it changing your schedule? Is it outsourcing some stuff? Is it just saying no or saying yes to a project? Is it... um, stopping doing something altogether is it starting doing something you know I've um one of my another one of my keep growing uh masterminders is launching a podcast at the moment and is ecstatic about it just the joy and the thrill that comes off her when we talk about it is delicious you know in terms of how is she achieving her goals well Meeting new people and spreading her message through a, po- a podcast is absolutely her red hat moment. And then the last one is what keeps you in a state of adoration. And this is not, I'm not saying I need to do another 50 CPD points in restorative yoga nidra for prenatal curvy seniors in chairs. No, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, sure, there's a time for professional development. I'm talking about what juices you up that I'm talking about that like what do you need more of you know what keeps you in that frequency what keeps you saying hells yes I'm stepping into the spotlight and owning the shit out of the last few minutes of this track I mean Wherever I see a spark, I must fan it. Not I can or I might or sure as shit should. Wherever I see a spark, I must fan it. What what are you going to do this week? That is like, yes, this is my transcendent state. This is how I want to feel in my business. And I am setting myself up to make it my reality because from that, I can give my greatest gift good, right? Who knew? Prabhupada, Prince and Amy together this weekend (laughs) to bring you the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast. 
Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for everybody who's just a regular listener. You know, I am a massive podcast listener. I would listen to, I don't know, like a lot, 40 to 80 hours of podcast a week. I, I, listen, to, I listen a lot. I'm a huge consumer of the audio dimension, spoken word. And, um, and, I, and I don't take it lightly at all that, that you're a listener and definitely for all you subscribers. I, I really, I, there is so much content available to listen to and the fact that you're listening to this right now blows my mind so thank you so much for being a listener and um i really do hope that some of the nonsense that i i uh i say every week is 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 useful uh i can't promise insight but um i absolutely can promise gratitude i'm i'm incredibly grateful and i know that i've had a couple of recent reviews uh, thank you so much for those. I, again, it's beyond flattering to see intelligent, coherent, <laughs> articulate people <laughs> say something so generous about my podcast. So thanks everybody. Uh, do join me if you haven't done the reels training yet. Um, if you're across reels, you don't need me, but if you like, I don't know what they are. Um, what they are in a nutshell is an opportunity for you to see, to get more people to see what you have to offer without having to pay for it. So if you believe in yoga and if you listen to this, I know you do. Um, and you would love more people to receive yoga. Uh, do come join me for this free training tomorrow. I've got another one or two coming up as well if you can't make tomorrow, but um, the link is in the episode notes or hit it up on my Instagram, Amy Yoga Biz Coach. It'd be great to have you. And like I said, if, you're, if you haven't done social media confidence yet, um, I'm updating it with all of the new things that are happening at uh, Facebook and Instagram, and that starts on the 15th. So you can jump on to that at uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social or again links in the episode notes and uh and over on instagram let me know as always if there's something in particular that you would like some training on and the podcast and please i would love this so much you don't have to love this video as much as i did obviously i'm obsessed with it uh but if you do go watch it just search for like um while my guitar gently weeps hall of fame prince you'll get it um yeah watch it dm me what do you think? Does it inspire you? Am I just out of my mind and in lockdown fugue state or is it actually phenomenal? <laughs> Take care, everybody. And thanks again for being a, just the most amazing and generous audience. Um, you're all fucking fantastic. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favour to ask, if you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.